Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. So I always bring my big Bible, amen, because, yeah. Amen. So tonight we're going to just jump into the word. It's according to our theme, amen, on encounter, encuentro, amen. And so in Spanish, encuentro is to find, right? It's to find. And so just think about that. If you're going to have an encounter with God, it's to find. Sometimes you find something about him and Sometimes he finds something about you, and sometimes you find something together. Amen? Because it's a relationship. And it's going to be the greatest. If you've just come to the Lord, I'll tell you now that it will be the greatest relationship that you ever hold, that you ever have. Amen? You may have friendships. You may be a married person. Amen? Maybe you were married. Hallelujah. But no, no other relationship fulfills you like the one that you have with God amen because he's never changing right my husband and I have been married going to be 40 years four decades so we met as teenagers and now we're right on the edge of going into our 60s amen and we're not the same people you know we have come from decade to decade and and season to season amen and we we have had to have encounters along the way as well amen we we have had to find um some stuff about each other <laughs> about raising kids about um pastoring amen we have had to find some things we're still finding things and i pray until jesus comes or we go to him that we keep searching for things amen that we don't think we have found it all know it all have it all praise the lord amen so the title of my message tonight is close encounters of the god kind amen uh there's an old movie i was gonna you know brandon brought this out at our leaders meeting and I thought there it is right but I didn't want to say it because I thought you know I don't know if you guys even know that movie unless you're older right we know that do, 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 do. <laughs> it's about aliens amen my hands all crooked it doesn't even work amen it's an old movie back in the day about aliens and people encounter uh, extraterrestrial I can't even say it extraterrestrials terrestrials <laughs> et <laughs> amen so that's kind of where that fell into my spirit amen but tonight I'm gonna briefly touch on three encounters in God's word amen each one in itself could be a full sermon uh, in itself amen but tonight we're just gonna sim simply peek in I'm not gonna go full in amen we're gonna touch them Amen. There's so many encounters that 
that we can read on, that we can come into, that we can learn from, that we can find, church. Amen. And I'm so glad that, that we have the word of God. Amen. Because sometimes you can come into a place, you can encounter something in your life that you're just clueless about. And you're just like, man, I've never been here before. Amen. And when you go to the word of God, you, you read about men and women that, that have been in the faith before us. Amen. And the things that they encountered, and they're really not very different to us amen because what is has already been church we're not going to encounter anything new the bible says in ecclesiastics there's nothing new under the sun amen so it, it just maybe it's you know just a little different but it's been so don't ever find it strange amen that when you find yourself in a place when you find yourself in a season, when you when you find yourself encountering things that man, I didn't know. Amen. I'm I'm in this age. I'm encountering things in my womanhood that in my twenties I didn't know were coming, right? But here I am, and and I'm learning and I'm discovering and I'm coming through. Amen. And I'm just like, whoa, God, okay. But but you know what? It's already been. And so I find people that have already been here, and I learn from them, and they give me insight, and they give me information, and they calm me down. <laughs> like it's going to be all right, amen? And so it is, oh, God, I got a hair in my eye. I hate when that happens. Oh, okay. Hi, <laughs> Lord Jesus, come for me now. I need an encounter, Amen. So we're going to jump right in, amen, and the first person we're going to visit is Moses, amen. So that's in Exodus chapter 3, if you have your word, if you have your uh, Bible app, amen, let's jump in, amen. And so we're going to start with verse 1. Uh, well, let me give you a little backdrop, amen. We know that Moses uh, came from Egypt, amen, and Israel was always in Moses, even though Moses was... Uh, raised in Pharaoh's palace, Israel was in him, amen, because he, he, he was Hebrew, uh, but he was raised Egyptian. So he had both cultures, amen. And something happened where he saw a situation and he intervened and he ended up killing a man, right? And so here in chapter 3, we find Moses... Uh, a fugitive on the backside of the desert, amen, tending his father-in-law's sheep. And on that day, amen, he encountered the burning bush, amen, and he, he, um, he turned around, amen. He walked by, I'm sure that it, it caught his eye, amen, but he turned around, and he was drawn to it, amen, and, and that gave him the encounter. He drew to it, amen, and the bush began to talk to him and, intro and introduced himself as the I am who I am, right? That voice, the, the voice of God spoke to Moses, amen, and not only was there this encounter with uh, the fire of God, the voice of God, Amen. Also, holy ground was there. Amen. And the thing about an encounter, amen, with God, as we will see tonight, is that 
when we come into a place with God, amen, all of us, all that we are, all that we might find ourselves in comes to all that God is, all that he is, amen, the two come together, amen, so wherever you're sitting in tonight, amen, you're in the house of God, you're in the presence of God, you're, uh, serving God, building this relationship with God. And along the way, all that you are, all that you find yourself, amen, is going to come to God. And you're going to encounter all that he is, amen. Sometimes he's fire. Sometimes, amen, we come up here and people kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to the altar. Amen. Let me tell you, we this altar has been soaked. It has been soaked with tears. It has been soaked with prayers. Amen. It has been soaked with, with uh, the power of God, meeting people, life-changing decisions. Amen. Laying things down, picking things up. Amen. We, we call it holy ground. We see it as holy ground. Yes, it's a building. Yes, it's carpet. Amen. But when we turn it over to the Lord, amen, it is holy ground. And we have a burning bush in the house, amen? And so you can come like Moses came, amen? And in this encounter, all that Moses was, amen, all that he was running from, amen, you have Moses the fugitive, the man running, amen, from what he took into his own hands. But God didn't come looking for him to give account for that, amen? God came for what was in him. Not what he had done, not where he had been, amen, but what was in him, amen, because when he was a baby and he came into uh, uh, the world, amen, his mother recognized that there was something in him. That's why she put him in the basket, and that's why she turned him over, amen, because she knew that God had marked him. And God was coming for that, amen. There was an ordinance given when Moses was born to kill all the firstborn, amen, and God preserved him. And now here God is saying, God never lost sight of Moses, amen. And Moses came to him for that which God had placed in him. Uh, amen. I want you to catch that because sometimes we think we're here uh, to just do church. Amen. Just to be part of a church. But church, it's bigger than that. God came to find that which he has put in you. Amen. And he put it in you when you were in your mother's womb. When he was putting you together, amen, he put something in you, and God comes to find that, amen. That's an encounter right there, right? It's not like God just met you. God has always known you, church, amen. When, when all of God comes into uh, what we are, amen, uh, it's meant to undo us. And unlearn us, amen? I don't even know if that makes sense. But, you know, we have to unlearn to learn, right? We all come in with whatever shaped our lives, whatever we were birthed into, whatever we were raised into. But now we come into the kingdom of God, and you're born again. And you have to unlearn that thing, amen? It's not your culture. It's not your mama. It's not your daddy, amen? You belong to the Lord. Now you're a son and you're a daughter, and you need to encounter that. And that which God put in you when you were in your mother's womb, this is the place. This is the place that God is going to come looking for that, amen? Moses himself, amen, in this 
en este encuentro, this, this meet up with God, amen, begins to point out, because God begins to, to tell him what he wants from him. You know, I want you to go be a deliverer. And God begins to uh, pull on that thing that God knows he put in him, right? And Moses starts pointing out all his flaws, all his limits, amen. Maybe he's starting to feel insecure because he knows. He knows he's a fugitive. He knows that he, uh, uh, you know, I think of Cain, Abel and Cain. Cain. Cain killed Abel, right? And the Lord said, your brother's blood has cried out to me. And so maybe Moses is feeling like, man, it's God has found me, and I have to, it's payday, right? But God never brought that up. God just came to him because it's like I'm coming for that which I placed in you, amen. And Moses is trying to talk him out of using him. You know, I'm a man that stutters. I'm not an eloquent man. I'm not a well-spoken man. And, and God's like, I don't even think God was asking any of that, amen. And no matter how much Moses tried to talk God out of it, he didn't move God. You know, there's times me and you, you and I, amen, we know where we come from. Right, we know we what we walked into this place with, but to God, He's not looking at the things that marked us. He's not looking at the things because because once we come to Him, that's gone. He doesn't see it anymore, Amen. But we bring it up. We try to say, you know, talk God out of things, you know, even even you know, blessing, even, even favor, you're like, man, God, it takes a minute to come out of us, right? And so that is why God often sets us up for encounters, meetups. I want you to meet up with me, amen, because I want to keep working on you. I want to keep undoing you. I want to take off of you, not because I'm keeping score, not because I see it on you, but because you have to walk it out, amen? Moses left Egypt to walk out of Egypt, amen, so he could go back <laughs> to Egypt, amen? But as a Hebrew, as an Israelite, because that's that was his own nation, amen? And so God put him on the backside of the desert, amen, to let him walk all that out so that he would come into what God had put into him, amen? Uh, next encounter, amen, I want to talk about Martha. Martha, Martha, troubled Martha, amen? Uh, and that, we're going to go to the book of John, chapter 11. I'm going to read verses 17 to 26. Amen. You're going to read your word today if you haven't. Amen. Um, and it reads like this. So Jesus had been, where was Jesus before this happened? Amen. Jesus was ministering. Amen. And he got word that Lazarus, his friend, had died. Right? And word came to him but he he didn't come right away he waited amen and so when we come into verse 17 it's it's when jesus came amen jesus came and he found that he had already been in the tomb four days amen he had delayed that much amen he got word but he didn't come right away 
Amen. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Mar Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, like, I feel like Martha came to give him a piece of her mind a little bit. Amen. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, checked herself, I guess. But now, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Amen. Here, you know, Jesus often came through. Amen. Martha was a supporter of his ministry. Mary and Martha. Amen. And Jesus would often visit their house. Amen. We, we, we know of the story when he was in their home and he was ministering and Mary was at his feet and Martha was in the kitchen. Amen. Cooking up a storm, troubled, bothered that her sister was not helping her. But now here, Martha comes out of her element. Amen. Out of, uh, the busybody that she is, amen? And she's in a place where now she's encountering not just Jesus, her friend, not just Jesus, the one that she has supported, amen, but the resurrection and the life. She found something she didn't have, amen? Mary had it, and she chose it. Martha was cooking meals, but she had not found. She knew how to serve the Lord, but she didn't know how to have the Lord. Amen. And now here she is at a tomb, at a place where she has lost her brother, and Jesus comes. Amen. We pick up in verse 40, and, we, and Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. I found that interesting. They don't call him by his name. They just say the dead man, right? Because what's happening here, Jesus already knows, like, man, I can, I can raise him. I'm, I'm the resurrection and I'm the life. But really, he came for Martha to reveal something to Martha. This moment was bigger than just a man in a tomb, right? They didn't even mention his name here. And he says, um, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had asked these things, he cried with a loud voice. I'm not even going to try to be loud, amen. Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. You see how this was bigger than just Lazarus? Amen. It was 
for the cloud of witness that was there, the people that were watching to have a revelation, to have an encounter, to have a meetup, amen? Not just Jesus, amen, but the resurrection and the life, amen? Mary, Martha went and got Mary. Between the verses that I read, amen, Martha went and got Mary, and Mary witnessed this moment too. So both Mary, Martha, and the people that were there received a revelation. If you read the chapters after that, amen, uh, Mary anoints Jesus, amen, and prepares him. So they got to see the hand of God move ahead of what was going to happen to Jesus. They received an encounter with the Lord ahead of ahead of it church amen i was reading about how lazarus was there four days and the lord quickened this to me because he said you know it was four days because the number three was already taken jesus rose from the dead in three days so he had to give lazarus <laughs> an extra day amen um you know Church, there might be a place that you find yourself that something is dead, amen, that something is, is buried, amen, and you and I serve the resurrection and the life, amen. A lot of us have come in from dead relationships, dead dreams, dead hopes, amen, and you are in a place now. You, are, you have encountered the living God. You have encountered the one that can call forth, amen, and I think that they didn't mention his name at first, amen, but when he called him, he called him by name so that not everybody else that was buried would come, amen. He had to be specific, amen. That thing, that, that thing that you feel is gone, that thing that you feel cannot live again, amen. Let God call it by name. Let God bring it to life again, church, tonight, amen. God's not done, amen. He'll roll away the stone, amen. He'll call that thing that has passed by, that you think has passed away, amen, and he will bring it back to life, amen. Can the resurrection and the life, amen, shout in your life tonight. Can he bring that thing back to life for you, amen? Don't you think that that for one second that God has forgotten, amen? They thought, hey, you know what? Where is Jesus? Our brother died. I thought we were friends. And it wasn't, you know, in, in the verses in between, you will, you will read that when Mary came, she was weeping, and Jesus wept. He had compassion for this family. He loved this family. Amen. God is the resurrection and the life. Yes. But he also is the God of compassion, the God that cares. Amen. He's your friend. Amen. He, he comes in when you are sorrowful. Amen. When you have had loss, when you have had setback. Amen. God cares. When you weep, he will weep with you, church. Our encounters are because all that we are comes into all that he is, church. That's why we have encounters. That's why we need encounters, amen. He sets us up. He says, I'm going to set it up, amen. I'm going to come to where you are, amen, whether it's a dead thing, amen, whether it's you're hiding and, and you're, you're running, amen, I'll find you. I'll come into that thing with you, amen. That's the relationship that you are in that i am in that's why i'm telling you that this is the greatest one that you will ever have amen third i want to touch on the samaritan woman amen and that's in the book of john 
chapter 4. Quite a few encounters in the book of John, amen? Jesus comes up on this Samaritan woman, amen? The story doesn't even give her name. Instead, it reveals her sin, <laughs> her story, right? Samaritans were what we would call half-breeds. They were half-Jew and half-Gentile, and Jews despised them. They had some religious ways in them, but not enough to leave <laughs> their sinful ways, amen? Uh, hence, her five husbands, amen? This woman had a pattern. This woman had a thirst. This woman had a longing, amen? She wanted love, but she was choosing probably the same kind of man, amen? That's why she had five. I don't know. I'm not trying to judge her. I'm just trying to understand, amen? And her trying to change, okay, so they have this meetup, right? And Jesus sits with her at the well. And Jesus sparks up the conversation, right? Let's, let's see. Let me not talk out of my, the side of my neck. Let's read it. <laughs> so he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, be, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered her and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will come in him a fountain of water, springing up in everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I might not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. Setting her up, amen. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. She changed the subject, amen. It got, it got 
hot. Amen. <laughs> Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for the salvation for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Right, so this meetup, this encounter, God reveals, amen, her, but he also reveals him. I who speak to you am he. She encountered Messiah, amen. She heard about him. She knew that he would come one day, but here she was sitting next to him, and he was offering her a drink like no other, amen? A drink that was going to fill every part of her, amen? God, God, Jesus didn't mention her five husbands to condemn her, to make her feel, you know, ashamed, but it, she changed the subject because he, she knew he was telling her the truth, like, man, this man's got my number. He knows my business, amen? Um, and so... The encounter, you know, filled her thirst for love because she finally encountered genuine love. And this thrust her into a mission to go, to go and spread the good news about the new man in her life, the Messiah. And the Messiah had encountered her so much that when she left, she left her water jar there. Amen. He gave her exactly what she wanted. She said, Give me of that water so that I'll not thirst again and I'll never have to come back to this well to be filled, amen, to get my fill. He, she left it behind, amen. When you and I have a meetup with Jesus like that where he comes into you and fills every part of you, amen, you're going to leave that thing behind, amen, that thing that you've been trying to fill yourself with, amen, that thing that you keep going back to, amen. Maybe it's a pattern like her, amen, husband after husband after husband. God wasn't mad at her. Jesus wasn't trying to throw her out, amen. He knew that's why he showed up. That's why he, he, he took that shortcut, amen? He didn't go with the disciples, amen? Church, just a peek at these three encounters alone reveal so much. When we have an encounter with God, our natural self, and all that is inside us, again, I say it encounters all that he is. We cross paths, and heaven and earth collide. Our lives, because we have these meetups, these encounters with God, amen, should transcend. They should elevate. They should surpass and, and take us beyond, amen. They should bring, uh, exceed us into excellence, church. Three things should happen when we have a meetup, when we have an encounter with God, amen. There should be transcendence of ego, 
Self must go beyond your ego. Amen. God's not here to stroke our egos. He's not here to make us happy. He's not here to try to come into, uh, you know, he's not a genie, church. He's not here to make us happy. He's here to make us his. He's here to make us holy. Amen. He's here to call out that thing in you. Amen. Self-transcendence should take you beyond yourself. Right? The Bible says that if a man wants to find his life, he must lose it. Right? That's the kingdom. See, if you're here to try to find yourself, it's not going to work because you're here to lay down your life. Amen. Why? Why do you want? Why does he want you to lay down your life? Amen. All that is it, you. Amen. So that he can resurrect you in him and he can give you life. Because if we're honest, our life wasn't working out so good. Amen. God is give me you and let me come in and let me show you how to live. Let me give you life. Amen. Third, spiritual transcendence uh, should take you beyond space and time. The supernatural should come into your natural. The two meet. Amen. The meetup. The natural with the supernatural. God is transcendent. And because he is, we have hope aspiration amen we should want to achieve something amen we should have vision we should have dreams amen because god is transcending amen it's not even all on you it's not even all on me it's that we come into this relationship and all that he is becomes our benefits becomes our inheritance becomes our strength becomes our power church do you see the meetup do you see the encounter the exchange that happens amen when we run into Jesus, amen, no matter where you find yourself, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're going through, amen, don't leave God, don't stand him up, don't stand him up, amen, God will never stand you up, church, he will never leave you hanging, amen, he will never make you a false promise, amen, like the song that we sing, amen, he will never lie to you. He is who he says that he is. I am who I am. Amen. He didn't stutter. Moses did. When God says it, he means it. Amen. He stands by his word because he is the word church. It should give us a yearning and meaning to our lives. Amen. You have purpose. You have worth. You have a treasure inside of you. And Jesus is coming for that church because he put it in you and he knows why he put it in you and what he put it in you for. Amen. It takes us beyond ourselves into his realm and scope of things. That's vision. You no longer see through your eyes, through your understanding. We get the scope of God. Amen. God, what do you see? Amen. I pray that we don't try to talk God out of choosing us because of our past or our present flaws and limitations. I pray our troubles don't delay our choosing what is truly needed, like Mary. Amen. Martha delayed it. She was in the kitchen troubled. 
Her troubles delayed amen. Mary already knew, and she made her choice, and she was at his feet. I pray that that delay of choosing what we need doesn't leave us at a tomb, smelling the stench of dead opportunities, and time passes us by church. Thank God Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave, and that he is the resurrection and the life, and that he is able to call forth that which got buried, my brother, my sister. Let the resurrection call forth, again I say to you, the dream, the desire, the aspiration, the hope. The thing about an encounter with God, the I am who I am, the Messiah, the resurrection, the, and the life, Lord, Lord, amen, Paul, is that he initiates the encounter. They didn't initiate it. God did. Amen. He was the burning bush. He initiated the conversation. Give me a drink. He allowed the delay regarding Lazarus. He knew, but he waited. He waited four days. Amen. Why? Again, because he's the resurrection. He's the third day. Amen. And the third day called out the one on the fourth. Hallelujah. Whatever we encounter in the natural, Jesus arranges the supernatural encounter that reveals, that confronts, that transitions, that transforms, and that transcends church. He makes it happen. He takes the shortcut. He ignites a bush. Amen. He calls forth. We, you and I, must go beyond believing only that Jesus died for our sins, but we must encounter the resurrected Savior so that we can come into the quickening of the indwelling of his spirit within us. That encounter empowers why he saved us. He saved us to be a witness we can't bear witness to what we don't know. How can you witness for somebody you don't know or see or encounter? Church, you and I were not just saved from something. We were saved for something, and that is to bear witness. We must grow and go. Go from the crucified to the resurrected, to the transfigured, to the ascended Christ. Don't stay at the cross. Amen? Your life must believe it, confess it, live it, and share it. A God encounter is unexpected to us, but never to him. Why? Because he sets them up intentionally. And the good thing about a God-set encounter is that they're casual. Amen? They're not confrontational. They are revolutionary, meaning that they are meant to bring a radically new thing. A sudden or a complete change. They are kingdom collaborations between God. God, I'm not God. 
God and humanity, church. That's why we need an encounter. We serve a supernatural God, and all that he is wants to come into all that you are. We read up on three, amen, and none of them were confrontational, right? Don't be afraid of having a meetup with God. Can we meet up? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's not going to con confront you. Though he mentioned her five husbands, he wasn't confronting her. He came to set her free, and he let her know, I know exactly what you're thirsting for, and I want to come into that. I want to set you free from chasing men that don't love you right. Amen. I'm going to love you like no man can. Amen. Moses, did I not make your mouth? Don't worry about your stuttering. I got you. And he gave him Aaron. Right? Don't start trying to figure it out, church. Don't try to give God reasons not to meet up with you. Invite you into something church I love that we serve an intentional God a supernatural God an all-knowing God and a God that's all in he's all in he's all in he's into you he's into you don't you want to meet up with somebody that's all into you Man, it's going to be a good year, church. Pastor and I, we want to hear about your meetups. You know what? Me and God met up the other day, and this is what he told me, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what he said about me. Amen, because he sees what we don't see. And that's why he's like, let me pull you out of you. Let me unlearn you. Come out of what you know. Know me. Know me, and you'll know what you need to know, when you need to know it. I'll come into all of it with you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you, Lord, for this meetup. God, you met up with us tonight, Lord God. Thank you, Father, that we are in this room by your invitation, by your goodness, by your, and you initiated this meetup, Lord God. And thank you, Father, that you always show up. You always show up, Lord God. You always send us home, Lord God. Oh, Lord, by lifting us up, Lord God, by encouraging our hearts, God, for giving us hope, Lord God, where maybe we came in, God, just a little down, a little discouraged, God, and you breathe hope into us. And you say, you know what, take another look at that thing, because I'm in it. I'm with you. Father, thank you, Lord God, that your word is alive and it is here, and, and it is going to speak to us, God, where we need to hear what we need to hear, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you never stand us up. When you tell us to meet you somewhere, God, you're there.
you're there, you're there, God. We can count on it, God. We can count on your love. We can count on your faithfulness, God. We can count on your plans, Lord God. You have plans for us. You have plans for us, God. And we want to show up for those plans, God. We want, God, all that you are to come into all that we are, Father God. And we want to collaborate with the kingdom of God. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Father, I, I want to just pray over this house.